Welcome back, fans and friends, to the whore next door. And to my new friends, thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Molly Stewart, and I'm here to practice my social skills and dive into the minds of the talented and creative people I am lucky enough to talk to. If you haven't already, please give the show some love. Leave a comment, download an episode, or share with a friend. Word of mouth helps this little podcast grow. You can follow me on YouTube for full video episodes at youtube.com slash Molly Stewart Chats. Just hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. You can also follow the podcast Instagram and Twitter at TWND Podcast. For questions, comments, music, art, and other submissions, email TWNDpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Now let's get into the show. Welcome once again to The Whore Next Door. I am your host, Molly Stewart, and today I have with me someone I'm very excited to talk to, Darby from Canovative. Hi, guys. Would you like to tell everyone what Canovative is? Absolutely. So we are essentially a production cultivation located here in Nevada. Um, One thing that makes us different on the market is that we were one of the first cultivations and production facilities that were connected, um, which I love to bring up just because it's one of the reasons we're able to offer really good quality as far as concentrates go um, and a variety of other products. Um, One thing a lot of people, I think, don't realize when it comes to having a production and a cultivation that are separated is that as soon as you cultivate a flower, it's got a lot of downtime before it actually gets to the extraction facility. Mm-hmm. So for example, <clears throat> if you have a um, cultivation that sits here in town, but your um, extract- extraction facility is over in Pahrump, you've got mm-hmm. that whole downtime in between. So that's a lot of the time why you have to flash freeze product, which obviously takes time, costs money in order to do. So yeah, us sure. having that... You just walk in, take the product, walk right over to the other place. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And It's uh, actually like it's like farm-to-table marijuana. <laughs> exactly. No, and it's, it's one of the reasons we're able to keep such a good quality in our products. And it, we get this really beautiful golden color in our concentrates because that flower is just so fresh. It hasn't lost any of the beautiful chlorophyll in the plant. It hasn't lost any of its terpene value mm-hmm. or THC value or anything like that. So it's, yeah, it's pretty really awesome. Cool. I, I did notice that more, like even the stuff that like is falling out the tip, you know, the little, I don't know what you call it. I love smoking weed, but I don't know very much about it, which is why this is so fun to be able to dive into this with you. Because um, when we met for coffee initially, I didn't, I didn't really know anything about like the freeze drying and that it can lose its potency, like shipping between. I didn't even know that you guys had other products besides just the little motivator pre-rolls. Like I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, no, we offer a whole line of products. Um, We have gummies and capsules. Those are kind of our edible option. Those are all Mm -hmm. vegan as well. Um, The main reason we make them in a vegetable capsule and um, uh, for our capsules at least is because it's so easily digested in the Mm -hmm. system um, versus your traditional gelatin capsules. Um, so the absorption rate's a lot better. Oh, that's good. So that's awesome. That's and then really cool. uh, for gummies, um, a lot of people don't know gelatin is because it's non-vegan. They're like, okay, well, how do you make a gummy vegan? Yeah. And we're using um, a thing called pectin, which okay. uh, you get from the cell um, lines of fruit mm-hmm. or the cell walls of fruit. Uh-huh. And so you can kind of isolate that gummy texture out of that. And okay. uh, so that's what we're using as a substitute. That, um, that's cool because, um, yeah, the indica gummies that you guys actually let me try, they're very good good but it was such a different consistency than even and I love gummies like gummy everything candy edibles whatever (laughs) I love it but um yeah it was 
I don't know how to say this, but almost like melted in your mouth. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead of having to just like chew it, it gets stuck in your teeth. You know, you're like right. forever picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely creates a better texture on it. Um, they taste amazing. Um, I think they yeah. almost allow for a little bit of a sweeter flavor profile yeah. on them. Yeah, it did. Um, without being too good. overbearing. Um, so we do have those. Those are awesome. So I'm glad that you got to try yes, them out. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we do have our live clear cartridges, which mm-hmm. are going to be more of like a live resin cartridge. Okay. Um, um, and to kind of go in about like what live resin even is. Yeah, because um, I don't even know. So tell me stuff. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So basically what, what a live resin is, is when you get those really good terpenes that come out of the plant, you're either A, you're flash freezing those terpenes. So that way they're at that peak point. As soon as a plant gets cut from the stalk, essentially, mm-hmm. it just has that um, kind of deteriorating phase, right? Where it just yeah. kind of starts to dry out. It starts to lose some of that, um, I guess like a flower, right? As soon mm-hmm. as you cut a flower from its base, it's going to have that shelf life. Yeah. Um, if you don't freeze it or if you don't take good care of it mm-hmm. and give it the nutrients it needs while it's not off its stock. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially what li- uh, doing live resin is, is you're freezing or you're utilizing those terpenes as soon as that plant has been cut from its stock. freezing it so that way you can get its max potency max flavor out of it um, when you're extracting and with cartridges it's interesting because you get this um, oil which is called a distillate it's Mm -hmm. basically they've taken um, plant matter and they've stripped of all of its impurities all of the waxes in the plant everything that you essentially wouldn't want to smoke yeah like anything that you don't like need from it exactly and essentially all you get out of it is a thc and so it's Mm -hmm. got no flavor left in it so Mm -hmm. we actually have to reintroduce those terpenes after um so something that we do a little bit differently is we actually steam our cannabis um for our cartridges and what that does yeah so How, how do you go about doing that we basically we put it into this little chamber um, mm-hmm. where it's got kind of like a condensation build um, at different levels, and okay. so we isolate the condensation from the plant, and that's where the terpenes are typically found. That so is cool. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we use to flavor our live clear cartridges, which is pretty awesome. That's cool. I definitely want to try those. <laughs> yes, no, I'll totally bring you some. Um, we have our resonates too. Those are a, what's called a botanical terpene. Mm-hmm. So if you ever try like a cannabis cartridge where it's a little fruitier on the flavor, a lot mm-hmm. of the time the come from natural fruit sources or uh, herb sources Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of the cool thing about cannabis Um, and and another topic I love is um, cannabis and fruit have a lot of the same terpenes in them because uh, cannabis is one of the few plants that can actually transfer its nutrients under soil so at one point when cannabis was just growing wild maybe next to a strawberry field or next to a lemon tree or something at one point they got those terpenes and were able to transfer those through soil so my theory is kind of that's how we have such unique flavor profiles on each strain wow that's crazy i had no idea i had no idea that it spread nutrients through the soil yeah it's really interesting yeah it's just this whole living thing and then we cut it down and we smoke it (laughs) it was made for us (laughs) yeah you know i i i don't i don't really understand i guess the negativity towards marijuana i kind of understand like hey it doesn't work for you it's not your thing but it's kind of like to me it's it's the lesser of two evils for instance between alcohol yeah. which everybody you know every where oh, yes. is it it's it's everywhere yeah it's not like oh you you can't go to like a walmart and mm-hmm. check out with your kid with a six pack of beer or something You're right <laughs> but like for instance i just went and got pickup today 
And they made me roll down the back of my car windows to make sure nobody else is like in my car. And I'm like, what do you think? I'm like sneaking this to children. Like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely a huge like taboo in this industry. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting actually working in a dispensary. Um, we do our pop-ups and stuff um, mm-hmm. in the dispensary side. The different, I would say, personalities that people come in with, you know, as mm-hmm. far as just like their demeanor towards cannabis, you know, yeah. it's like you get 80% of people that are just so stoked to be in there. Yeah. And then you get that, you know, 10 to 20% where it's like they got dragged in there. And yeah, they're, like, they're like, I came to visit and <laughs> yeah. the locals told me to come with them here and I don't want to be here. What if I get drug tested and I smelled it? And yeah, right. They, they're, they're like they're so afraid. Like, it's, it's like, it, it feels like some people still have that idea in their head. You, you smoke weed once. It's all downhill from there. You can never right. quit. It's a gateway drug. Heroin is on the next line. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> calm down. Well, and you know, too, what's um, what's interesting is you get a lot of people that have tried it once and it was not a good experience for mm-hmm. them. And, um, and that's like one of my favorite people to speak to, right? Because yeah. I'm like – I'm like, okay, well, that product didn't work for you, but what would you use cannabis for now? And maybe there's mm-hmm. a product that could do better for you or maybe has less THC in it but has other properties from cannabis that have good benefits that could help, you know, somebody. Yeah, for so. sure. I mean, even different strains, just like indica, sativa versus hybrid, mm-hmm. so many people – I mean, we're all so different inside. We're all obviously right. going to react to different strains differently. And Absolutely. always – like the first time that you smoke weed, I'm sorry, but like I even remember the first time I smoked weed. I thought, I don't even know what I thought. There was a whole movie going on inside my head and I freaked <laughs> out. But, you know, it was it was enough that I didn't smoke it for like years and years and years. But I was also young. I way over smoked it. Nobody told me how to do it. Right. You know, nobody told me like, because I thought, you know, it's like a cigarette. Just smoke the whole damn thing <laughs> for your first time. Don't ever do that. It's a really bad idea. <laughs> Oh no, my god! Definitely, I, I made like a a dozen muffins, ate the tops off of all the muffins, like just the tops. <laughs> and I had made them for a bake sale. I didn't like bake them while I was high. They were already there, <laughs> prepared to be served to other people. Just decapitated them all. <laughs> that is so funny. Honestly, I remember. Um, just how far cannabis has come because I was born and raised in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, I was up in Orange County and we had a lot of underground dispensaries that were kind of popping up. And that was back in 2012, 2013. And I remember as soon as you turned 18, it was like, I'm getting my medical card. Yeah. And so you get your medical card and I will never forget. I have a photo actually of me in my very first dispensary and I looked so high. I don't <laughs> even know what you're smoking your whole way up there. I just know I looked so stoned. Um but, uh, but yeah, no, we, I feel like this industry has come really far and I feel like there's so much more growth to be done in it, you know? Yeah, there is. Um, actually I, I grew up in Michigan and it was legalized there. I'm not sure how recently, like don't, I don't live there anymore. I just, I know cause my family lives there, but, um, like they're, they're having huge like crops of marijuana. And I think there's something in the new defense bill legislation about mm-hmm. working like allowing banks to work with marijuana companies did i read something about that you know what there could have been um i'll have to look into it to get more information I don't on know it why it was part but... of the defense bill but that's that's what i read i don't know well and honestly it's been so weird with banking and cannabis because it's such a federal issue at that point when you're dealing with banks that yeah. have a federal agency that handles a lot of their bureau issue um you know it's 
a lot of them just don't even want to touch us, you know, yeah. for a while in this industry, it was like, okay, how do we take our cash and pay <laughs> our employees as a check and not have to pay them in cash? Yeah, exactly. So, um, like I remember my first like year and a half in the industry, I was paid cash pretty much like every single time. And it was mm-hmm. the first time I'd ever worked for a corporation where it was like, I wasn't getting a full paycheck, you know, it was like, I, my check was all there, but yeah, we just had that weird area of time. Yeah. I feel like it's almost kind of like a, marijuana like at that at that point mm-hmm. the strippers yeah you right. get paid in cash and then like of course alcohol and all the all the other bad bad supposed mm-hmm. things that are that are legal it's like that's like the burlesque dancers <laughs> like, <laughs> like just enough bad to say that oh you guys can watch this but you know like <laughs> but the other one's dirty and it's like it's, all right cool i know i'm like come on guys like People just got to start kind of looking at things in a new light now. You know, I feel like the world has evolved a lot in their mentality, but there's still that stigma in certain fields. Stigma is one of those things, too, that it it ebbs and flows and changes with time, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like there's going to be periods where people are harder on it. And then there's periods where you don't talk about it as much. And then, you know, things change. But one of the correlations between like the adult industry and the cannabis industry is mm-hmm. kind of that that similar thing. I mean, there's been all this stuff going around with banking problems for forever. Right. Just the thing that happened with OnlyFans alone, almost right. kicking all of sex workers basically off the site right. that built the platform for them. Right. And to then, well, this particular, you know, card master doesn't want to work with. And I'm like come on, there's, there's other options. There has to be other workarounds. I mean, look at all these, look at all these sites for the adult industry that Mm -hmm. are operational. Right. You know, it's like they're making revenue somewhere. The money is coming in from somewhere. There's a way to make this stuff. Like there's a way to make it happen. Yeah. So at this point, there's just like a lot of excuses flying around and it's all tied up in like bureaucracy and all of these documents that none of us are going to ever be able to decipher because it's like they're not written by humans little robots just like making all the laws (laughs) yeah no and honestly like i know that there's a lot of third-party companies that work with banks but since they're third-party they don't have that same regulation over them so i know that Mm -hmm. that's getting a little bit easier as far as getting card transactions in and being able to support that you know it's like for a while we couldn't even use your debit card because like as soon as the bank would see something like that they would fly Mm -hmm. even using an ATM inside of a dispensary for a while. It's like you would look up on your phone and it would be like, you were at George's bar tonight. And I'm like, no, I was not. But (laughs) but that's how they had to make it work. So, yeah, it's It'll be interesting. All of the restrictions on it are are just insane. I I hope that the banking reform does go through in that direction, like Mm -hmm. that in a way that's beneficial and helps kind of promote it more in a positive way. Because I think that a lot of people are just severely misinformed right. about marijuana, whether whether it's because, you know, that's just what they were told, what they were taught, or like the area they, they live or grew up in or all this right. kind of stuff. You know, even my parents are on two polar opposite ends of yeah. what's good. Probably why they're divorced. But like my dad <laughs> loves marijuana. My dad's a nurse. Mm-hmm. Like, and my mom, every time I'm like, I am in my house, mother. You cannot tell me to light up or not to light up in my own home. You're like, this is mine. Wrong. I bought this. You are visiting. You are a guest <laughs> here. You can step outside. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, uh, for sure. And I think a lot of like people not having that information is that censorship, which I know you guys see a lot in the adult industry too. It's oh, yeah. just like on social media, the censorship between cannabis and the adult industry is so 
crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's so tied together. It's like, and then the things that other accounts get away with just because they're not technically industry people. It's like you, right. you look, people are posting nude photos almost nude photos and it's like and I get someone with a bikini removed you know right. and I know this happens to people all the time I'm on my 15th Instagram account you know no no I get you I get you like that we deal with the same thing it's like so many companies have either they get their account stripped away and they have to monitor all of their stuff to make sure they're not selling cannabis online and so mm-hmm. it's like we have to put disclaimers on absolutely everything that we put which is yep. like which I'm sure you guys have to do the same 21 and over content put like blockers on stuff yeah it's like it's it's 18 plus for sure or 18 plus <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, it probably should be 21, but hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's such an, an interesting time to be in because it's like, I feel like mainstream media overall, like even just things that you see on Netflix or Hulu is mm-hmm. becoming so much more and more sexualized. Mm-hmm. There's more and more drug use, like right. shown on streaming platforms mm-hmm. all the time. And not even just marijuana, because I don't even really consider marijuana a drug, if I'm honest. Right. I think of it as almost like an herbal supplement at this point, (laughs) you know? I'm like, I use it like a vitamin C. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's it's everywhere. And Mm -hmm. you see it all around you. People are becoming more and more exposed to it. But then at the same time, it's like, if that has progressed in the mainstream world, and they're basically capitalizing off of that. But we are being hindered in our operation. Right. It's like, how does how does that work? How it's, are we it's drawing the double lines? standards. Yeah. It's like, you know, rules for me and or rules for thee and not for me. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I yeah. do over here. You know. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh, we we make up we make up rules to put in place simply to penalize people that we don't agree with. Right. And it's like. Well, it doesn't, you know. There is a lot of censorship, especially today on on social media. I mean, it is out of control. Oh like, man, I you don't have to agree with everyone. Right, you're never going to agree with everyone. Right, you'll agree with some people. Not everyone's going to agree with you. It's like let people have their own freaking opinions, even if they're shitty. If they're shitty opinions, <laughs> just laugh at them. Right. Like it's your phone. You don't. We choose how we react to the things that are presented to us, whether it's the way someone's talking to us, whether it's something that they're doing. It's like your reaction to that. You have to own that. Mm -hmm. They don't own that. You know, someone else's opinion and someone else's goals and dreams and the things that make them them are not you. So how can you possibly go and then continue to put judgment on everyone else around you? It's like, how would you feel if it was in reverse? Right. But then alternatively, it is because those same people trigger the people on the other side of the argument and they just mm-hmm. go back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, you're going to have a heart attack. Right. Real quick. Like, it is not going to well, last and something, long for you. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine about how for a while, you know, differences are what made people beautiful, right? It's like, and now it's all about conformity. Yeah, right. Like, I need you to think the way that I think. And like, even in this industry, I get people that are like, very diehard, like, I don't smoke cannabis, I don't like it, I don't want anything to do with it. And I completely understand, you know, and it's like, I back off from that conversation, because it's like, I'm not there to force anything on anybody, you know, and I feel like, unfortunately, that's kind of that respect factor that we've lost for for other people you know it's like there's a huge lack of respect going around the internet and I think it's just it's like social media has given everyone 
a pass to play in the entitled Olympics. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I, I know I say this way too frequently for anyone that has listened to this more than once, but nobody is special. Like, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in, in, in the way of the world, it's kind of like, just focus on you. Right. Because it's like, care for those around you, respect other people. But it's like what they're doing doesn't have to impede, doesn't have to impede your life. Right. And if there are people who impede your life, just cut them out of it. 100%. That's all. It's like, because all you're doing by dragging out arguments, whether it's in person, whether it's me all over the internet, it, it doesn't accomplish anything. All it does is drag out something that you could have just closed your phone. Mm-hmm. And instead, and smoked a it motivator makes, instead, it, exactly, and gotten into your happy place. Exactly. <laughs> instead, you argue with this person for like an hour, and then at the end of it, you're just gonna sit there and like stew. Like, right. why would you want to do that to yourself? Well, and when you think about it, that energy that you put into what somebody else is is doing that you have no control over, the less energy you have to put towards things that really push you forward exactly. in life and it's, really help you grow. It's so true. It's everyone is just going around wasting energy on things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's like I keep saying social media isn't real. Right. It's like, you know, the, the biggest followers. People, I don't know if y'all know this, but you can buy followers on Instagram. Like I you get like 50,000 for like 10 bucks. <laughs> Times is hard. It's, you know, COVID really strapped people. <laughs> but, but it's like no matter what it is, you know, it's. Everyone is selling something on social media, whether they're selling themselves, whether they're selling a product. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, even, even you, Mm -hmm. me, you're selling Cannavative. I'm selling myself because I like working with (laughs) Cannavative. I'm selling myself to you. I'm selling myself to the people watching this. And so are you. Yeah. And it's like everyone is selling something. Mm -hmm. So on social media, when you're put out there on the internet, it's, it's maybe a partial accuracy mm-hmm. of something but it's gonna be inflated no right. one is having the best day of their life every day of their life right. it doesn't happen and it, you know you get all these like the, the perfect photos here the perfect photos there do you know how much people ramp up and just make content for like an entire month so they don't have to like do anything new for six months right <laughs> you know it's like and yeah, yeah. people just need to like calm down let people do what they want to do focus on themselves and also smoke motivator. <laughs> they do help on my worst days, I will say. <laughs> they do. I, I swear it's one of those things. It's PMS week for me. Sorry. And like the only thing that keeps me from just pulling my hair out is that. No, yeah. These honestly just cannabis in general. And one thing that brought me to Cannavative was, um, you know, I've been in the industry for so long. And for me, it's like I look at at cannabis is okay anybody ha- can have a lot of money right mm-hmm. and invest into a cannabis company and want it to be super successful but it really takes a team that cares about the br- cares about the company cares yeah. about the brand cares about the product yeah itself. and it that just... can push that through and and create that success you know because yeah. that just doesn't happen overnight and you know that you know having to work so hard for your own enterprise yeah. and put yourself out there it's a lot of it is just having you know good support good people around you and mm-hmm. You know, that's the root of it all. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I chose to work for Cannavative is because they offered that really awesome team, family environment. We're still a small team, but we're a yeah. big company. We do big things. 
but um, yeah. we're still an intimate team. Yeah, um, we all sure. communicate, you know, if there's an issue, it's like all on the table. Let's talk about this, um, you know, for any suggestions we get from the market. So like our capsules, we have a RSO capsule, which RSO mm-hmm. stands for Rick Simpson oil, mm-hmm. super thick, sticky cannabis oil. And mm-hmm. it normally comes in a syringe. Mm-hmm. So it's not as accessible because the people that buy it, because it's super potent, is mm-hmm. mostly cancer patients, people that have severe ailments. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially for people with arthritis, right, they don't want to crank oh, out okay. an oil. So a bud tender came up and said, hey, what if you put those into capsules? That's so cool. And that was kind of what stemmed our RSO capsules. And so we really take that feedback from the market and utilize it to better our company, which is Especially even incredible. because that it helps with arthritis. So then having those like the vegetable capsules that mm-hmm. are better on your digestion and everything that's yeah. even better for that. That's so cool. Yeah. It, it's awesome to to surround yourself with people who – are just as passionate about you, not even necessarily about the same things. Cause I'm sure that even within your little cannabis family, it's like everyone has, you know, of course there's going to be similarities in the passion, but they all probably have their own separate passions within Absolutely. the same shared love of what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, it's, it's one of the things that I find interesting is talking to people who actually truly enjoy their job and don't really see it as a job and more of like, uh, an extension of themselves. Like right. this is something I'm passionate about. This is something that I'm knowledgeable about or, or knowledgeable. I can say words. I'm so sorry. <laughs> knowledgeable about, or, or just good at, or want to get better at. And it's, it's cool. Cause you actually know what you're talking about because yeah. you know, even the RSO, all that kind of stuff. If you had not just described that it's for arthritis in the concert, all, I would not know. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was actually um, one of the reasons I even got into the industry, which it w- was about five and a half years ago, was um, my mom ended up getting really sick and we were out here in Nevada and she ended up needing a double liver and kidney transplant to save her life. Mm-hmm. At that point, she was pretty much, they had written her off here in Nevada. They were like, there's nothing else we can do for her. So we got her thankfully relocated to San Diego mm-hmm. and she was at UCSD Hillcrest and I give my hats off to them and their team because they are the reason my mom is still here, which is incredible. Yeah. You even said that when we discussed this. At yes. Hockey, and you were just like glowing about them then too. It's like, I want to thank them. I'm like, <laughs> they're great. I yeah. mean, this their whole it's team so of cool. people that worked for her and worked on her and really put time and effort because I had seen what it was like to have a hospital that just really didn't care at all. Yeah. And to watch what, cause I initially was going into nursing. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, kind of in this situation with my mom and it really made me realize like I don't want anything to do with big pharma I don't want anything to do with this because this was like this was insane and this could have been avoided Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and after that after watching what happened to my mom's body and after her transplants they came in they said hey we have a super experimental treatment but I mean we're confident in it they gave her like I believe it was like a synthetic CBD that had been approved through Mm -hmm. their hospital system and I was like, yes, please. Yeah. And after that, Try she, anything at that point, you know. Literally. I was like, whatever you guys think is going to work, let's do it. You mm-hmm. know, at that point, it wasn't about anything besides saving her life. Yeah, of course. And so I was already a pothead. I was smoking a lot growing up. I, that was always my biggest vice in my mom's eyes until this situation. And then afterwards, cannabis was really the only thing she could use for her pain. Um, her organs are just so sensitive. Yeah. So I just became, like, obsessed. Like, how does this plant work? Why is it okay for her to take when her organs are so sensitive? Yeah. Do we have a system in our body that's actually able to process this, you mm-hmm. know? 
Because with pharmaceuticals, the reason they go straight in and straight out is because your body doesn't really want to absorb it. And Mm -hmm. so it's like a 24-hour period. It goes in, Mm -hmm. goes right out of the body, and that's it. With cannabis, like I was – wondering why does it stay in your your fat for a certain amount of time it stays in your blood and your urine for a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. and then it found out it's because your body's retaining that like actually wants it so it it grasps on to whatever thc you put in it if you take edibles and you have like excess amounts it'll just store it into your fat or into your blood or anything like that it was so interesting to me that that is like just this random thing that your body happens to store almost like water no idea so interesting and it it does explain more with edibles um, though, just because I guess, um, well, edibles don't really work on me anymore, which is actually a question I had yeah. about is kind of like, like even the indica gummies, they taste delicious, but it's like, I took it before bed. I just got a little, a little sleepy, mm-hmm. but not like, oh, I'm high. Do you know what I mean? Right. And edibles used to bring me to a point that I was like, oh, I'm very high, you know? <laughs> and And then it just became like, oh, my muscles are relaxed. And now it's just like. Has it hit you? <laughs> Is there anything in there? <laughs> well, I will say, I mean, um, your liver actually has to turn the THC and the gummy into what's called a delta-9 THC. And mm-hmm. that's the chemical that gets into your bloodstream. That's actually what makes you high from the edible. Hmm. And your liver has to produce an enzyme in order to process that product. Mm-hmm. So if your body is not producing enough of that enzyme or doesn't produce that enzyme at all, mm-hmm. you won't have much of an effect from a traditional edible. So at mm-hmm. that point, the RSOs are better because mm-hmm. you can put them on the tongue and it's a little more of a potent oil that gets more digested in the stomach um or drinks too yeah i've had a few few drinks before there was one that was in washington it was called mount rainier cherry cola (laughs) oh my god it was so good i can see the love in your face (laughs) i love it so much i had like a little pop top just like from the soda shop oh oh (laughs) so good but um i've even had that as well with um smoking uh Mm -hmm. my friend and i were just talking about this this morning actually just um like for instance because she found um a strain that she really liked it made her really creative and she's really artistic Mm -hmm. and so just like flow with the creativity and she's like and then i you know after a couple weeks of smoking it now it just makes me like sleepy and hungry Hmm. so she's what is like uh, one of her questions that she wanted me to pose which i'm curious about is kind of like at a certain point with overexposure maybe to like too much of the same um, strain, Mm -hmm. does it kind of lose its potency? Because for instance, when I smoke motivators, which is primarily what I smoke, Mm -hmm. um, it's infused, it's obviously a higher percentage Mm -hmm. of THC than um, other joints. And then sometimes I'll get one that's like a a 20% and it's like, it's still a sativa. It basically feels like it should be the same thing. And it fucks me up. But But with the motivators, I can smoke casually on a big long one all day. And I'm just, just I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm high. But I'm not like, I'm so high. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. So for these guys, um, I think your tolerance can go up to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, there's uh, terpene sensitivities too. So like, Mm -hmm. um, depending on what terpenes are dominant in that sativa plant or in that indica one that you smoked, um, that can all play contributing factors. Mm -hmm. Um, And depending on like your body chemistry and how your body processes certain terpenes or how it mentally reacts to them, 
they can definitely not necessarily lose potency, but you almost kind of get used to that strain. Okay. So I would say kind of like switch switch up your cannabis for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like we have our traditional pre-rolls um, and I'll spark up one of those every once in a while. And I think it's just getting that total cannabis high from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'll roll up a joint of just our flower and I'm like, man, I feel like super stoned off of that, <laughs> you know? Um and, uh, and yeah, so with these guys, because we mix the uh, concentrate and with it, mm-hmm. if you're smoking them all the time, your tolerance is going to go up for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Um, so that, so. that, that is a normal factor. So I would say, Maybe you know what? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you can take like a little couple day tolerance break and just smoke the flower instead. And yeah. then if you want something more potent, load some of the honeycomb on top of a bowl, like right before bed or something oh, like that. Do you want to show that to, oh, the, yes. to the camera? So we have this honeycomb here. This one's our sativa amnesia haze. And you can see it's got this really gorgeous color tone inside of it. Um, that was kind of what I was touching base on with the um, yellow. With the yellow earlier, um, just because uh, that chlorophyll doesn't have any time to be lost in the plant, so we get mm-hmm. that nice, nice color tone from it. Um, and that is something I really like about our concentrates. Is mm-hmm. for me. I'm all about flavor and I'm all about that look and that smell. Yeah, it, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. And one thing about this honeycomb, because initially, um, you know, we were getting feedback like, oh, I don't like dabbing it because it burns really quick. And we're like, well, you're actually supposed to mix it with your flower, which is why we use it with our motivators because mm-hmm. it's a drier consistency on the car- uh, on the concentrate. Okay. So it just it breaks down like a keef and it's just so easy then to just throw on top and just, you know, spark up and it makes your flower burn a lot slower. Yeah. Um, but I find that like, if I'm smoking flour throughout the day, I'll just throw a little bit of that on top of a bowl or I'll smoke a little bit of a motivator more at nighttime, nice. um, to kind of help me relax. But of course, like everybody's, you know, tolerance is different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it probably just goes and changes with time. And I smoke a lot of weed. I'm home alone <laughs> a lot. So it's kind of like, what else do you do? <laughs> but I, I found, um, that it does help with my creativity a lot. And the, the funny thing when I first tried the motivators was that I, I think I, I told you this but I was like oh my god it actually motivates me and I was smoking it to try to like sink into the couch and just not exist <laughs> and it had other plans because I just I cleaned my whole house <laughs> started drawing I did some laundry I was like what is this <laughs> yeah no and that could 100% just be like your body chemistry and how mm. it like meshes with that strain which I love because yeah. it literally helps me get motivated to do more work which I love <laughs> I love work no, that's awesome. Because, yeah, like I've, I've smoked strains for the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I smoked it and I was up and ready to go to work and I smoked with my roommate. And she's like literally on the couch. She's like, I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because uh, my, my dad came to visit a couple months ago and I had him try the motivator. And I was like, I really think that you'll like it. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, he, he did at first. But it was funny because he also thought that he was going to chill and I didn't tell him. <laughs> Within five minutes of hitting it, he went outside and took apart and fixed my grill that was broken when I moved into the house. And then I was like, okay, it. I'm hungry now. I was like, right. I love the functional high people. Like, I love so I our guess, functional stoners. I guess I take more after my dad. <laughs> That's awesome. The terpenes like me. 
Yeah, no, and like I, because I'm the same way. Like I can smoke and like really get up and start getting things taken care of. Like that's my total remedy. I find that when I don't smoke, like my brain is like all over the place, mm-hmm. and so I don't end up getting anything done. Yeah. But when I smoke, it's like I'm just so more like focused. I'm a little more streamlined, and it's just such a natural focus. I don't feel like jittery. Like I just drink a bunch of caffeine. Mm-hmm. I feel very like at ease. I feel very chill, and it gives yeah. me an appetite, which I love. Me too, because it's it's one of those things that I work so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of just always in go mode because my brain doesn't shut off. Right. And so I forget to eat. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I just forget. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm not trying to eat. It's like, number one, I can't cook. So there's no food in this house. My entire fridge is <laughs> LaCroix and condiments. Like, and eggs that are probably from June. I don't even know. <laughs> like, you know, but it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like when I when I do smoke motivator, not not other strains, I specifically notice it with this one, is that I feel like all my thoughts are always going like this. Like there's just this word and all these things and I know there's a bunch of stuff I need to do. So when I smoke, I take a minute, I calm the fuck down. <laughs> like take a minute. And then all of a sudden they just start and there's lists. And it's my brain does it for me. And I'm like, oh, that was in there the whole time. I just couldn't like grab it you know like right it no. just helps me grab the thoughts better I and guess. I love that like because yeah. when I was like kind of dealing more with like the hospital side of things I noticed that like if you go to a doctor and you tell them like oh I can't focus right it's like oh we have a pill for that oh we have a pill for this and it's like I look at cannabis as like this is like an alternative to that you know it's yeah. been my alternative and you know been something that's kind of kept me away from ever really needing to get a separate alternative just being able to utilize you know, these products and mm-hmm. just cannabis in general and it's many beautiful forms. Yeah. Um, and also as far as medication that has to do with things like focus, one thing that I've heard a lot is that it affects people in such a way that they don't want to take it because mm-hmm. it's like it it doesn't feel like them. Right. Essentially. Like, you know, for with Adderall for instance. Yeah. It's one of those things. And it's kind of like it's, it's too much focus. Right. Do you know what I mean? And right. it's like you can't shut it off. But it's like you take a hit of this and I'm not high in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, oh, you take an Adderall and you, you can't sleep ever again <laughs> for right. the rest of the day. And like, it's, it stunts your appetite. Mm-hmm. And I was looking up adverse effects because, of course, like when my mom's liver and kidney, you know, fell out, she was pretty young. Yeah. And um, a lot of that, you know, wasn't because of like, you know, chronic drinking or anything like that. Of course, like, you know, our parents kind of grew up in an era where it's like you come home, you have your glass of wine, yeah. and that's how you wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think that that's kind of starting to change a little bit. But my mom was how I saw the results of stuff like that, of just that casual, um, you know, come home, have that glass of wine, and not even, you know, really having the best diet in addition to that. And what that can do to your organs, I mean, and just what how quickly it can just break down everything. It's just nuts to me. And so I just was like, man, like as young as I can possibly do this, like I would love to switch up my, my situation of what I put in my body, you know, granted every once in a while I go out, have a drink or something like that with some friends in town. Um, but for the most part I keep it green and that's been, (laughs) that's been it. Well, it's, it's one of those fun things with weed is that it it doesn't have to last all night, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, for some people, you take an edible, it's going to last all night. So, you know, go slow. <laughs> but but it doesn't have to last all night. I never feel like shit the next day. Right. Like, I'm never like, oh, my God, I'm hungover as I smoke too much weed. What? 
It's never a thing. Well, I will say with edibles. um, With edibles, yes. Yes. I'm like that. I have some stories on because I have been really high. I remember um, right before we went recreational out here in Nevada, we Mm -hmm. were still selling these like 1,000 milligram and 500 milligram brownies. Mm. And they were – I think about to expire, but they were only like four months old and they had been in a freezer the whole time. Yeah. So they, they had plenty of shelf life left. Yeah. So our manager was like, Hey, if you guys want to buy them for like 10 bucks a pop, like yeah. t- get them out of here in a week and they're yours. So I bought five and I put 5,000 milligram edibles in my freezer. And I looked at my boyfriend who was going to be getting his teeth pulled soon. And I was like, this will be perfect. We'll just mm-hmm. get you stupid high mm-hmm. and then you'll sleep and you'll be fine. Yeah. It did the opposite effect oh, on us. No. Like literally we were so high we couldn't sleep. And so I lit- I was like laying on my couch. I'm sweating. I'm like, oh, my God, please turn this off. <laughs> the most I could do is get up. I got the biggest bowl of cereal and I got back down into my couch, into my cozy zone. And I, I ate that bowl like it was my last meal. I fell asleep for like nine hours and I woke up and I was still high. And I was like, how does this happen? I've been high for like half a day. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, it was definitely off that because we ate 500 milligrams each, and mm. that is a like that will hit you like a yeah. ton of bricks. Definitely overdid it on that one, but I'm glad I had that experience. <laughs> I uh, I lived in San Francisco for a short period, and my landlord grew and sold weed illegally, mm-hmm. and taught me how to make um, edibles. And I made cookies, and I had no. I at the time, like I didn't smoke. I had smoked like once a year before, and right. I was like, never again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so high, twelve muffin tops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But I, I made, you know, little uh, big old tray of like little sample cookies so that he could like let people test the product, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And my boyfriend at the time. Uh, he didn't know they were, he didn't know they were edibles. Oh no. He ate so many of them, then got the munchies, ate more, projectile oh. vomited oh. everywhere. Oh no. It was really cool. <laughs> it's like, and then once again, since I have a vomit phobia, I was like, I'm never, ever having an edible. <laughs> never. And now I'm like, where's the edible that can get me high again? <laughs> You know what? I'll totally get you some of our RSO to see how you like it because it's. I think it would really get you the effects that you're looking for. So I'd be curious well, to see how it affects you. So I'll I totally would too, get you some because I keep trying. <laughs> People tell me drinks, and I was like, all right. So because I had the one in Washington, it was amazing. So I tried one down here, and it was like a hundred milligrams for the whole bottle. I drank the whole thing in a matter of an hour. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Really? Nothing. I was like, I got. I got a period maybe like 10 minutes where I was like, things are pretty fucking funny right now. But other than that, I was like, I just didn't like feel high. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'll I'll see how that stuff does for you. Because I know that, um, like I have a friend of mine, she's literally half my size. She's so tiny and she can eat like 400 milligrams and three to 400, you know, in in a sitting and still wake up the next day and go to work and be totally functional. Like she didn't just do what would kill me the night before <laughs> like i'd be weed hung over four days from yeah, now. literally i'm like how do you do this are you a magician <laughs> <laughs> teach me your tricks 
Um, but yeah, so it's, it's it's all based off your body chemistry. So, you know, if you're like, what is wrong with me? Just know there's nothing wrong and that there is a huge population of people that have that exact situation where they just don't feel the same effects that most people do from traditional gummies, chocolates, drinks. Yeah. Um, and for that, just straight cannabis oil is a it's more potent so that's mm-hmm. for my mom she's got like an insane tolerance so that's what i give to her is the yeah. rso because that's pretty much the only edibles that really can get her where she wants to be just like you were saying mm-hmm. so i'd be curious to hear your feedback on them and yeah hear if they do, yeah, I'm totally do down to something. try them out i am always down to try out marijuana <laughs> <laughs> my 19 year old self would be like no <laughs> once you're 30 you'll understand <laughs> <laughs> can't do alcohol anymore it's not my body does not enjoy it no or i should say that it enjoys it too much no i get that in the in the extent that i can drink far more than i should and i should just not drink at all <laughs> no and with vegas having the accessibility that it has to alcohol just that 24 7 environment i'm like mm-hmm. it's everywhere it's hard to avoid i yeah. even had times like because it was really through my divorce I started drinking mm-hmm. much more excessively than just, I'm young and I do porn. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it got bad for a sec. And um, uh, it was just, it, it never felt good. It wasn't like something that ever helps me. It just makes you more and more depressed. Right. And it's everywhere. So I'd have periods where I'm like, I don't need this. I'm going to quit. And it's like, I go go to the grocery store for frozen pizza and it's like oh and a bottle of wine two oh it's on sale three for 20 <laughs> motherfucker calm down girl like, it's not i can't miss out on this deal it's such a deal get my albertson's reward points <laughs> like got a coupon <laughs> all the excuses to just pour poison into my body and it's like it didn't even, you know, I I said that I drank to like to sleep, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it was never a good sleep. It was never like, oh, I wake up and feel rested. Right. Ever. Ever. I just, I think I was just, you know, partially dead for <laughs> six months <laughs> at least. I don't know. Oh, it, it just, it felt not like me. I would have horrible, horrible nightmares. Like all the time, wake up, panic, cold sweats, like all crazy stuff. And when I finally decided to quit, I was like, I would start to have like, you know, the times where I want to drink. And instead, I would just smoke some weed mm-hmm. and work out. And I'm like, I'm going to replace, you know, one smaller vice with a positive thing like exercise and see right. where that takes me. And it kind of like, it leveled out the sleeping. Like the nightmares took a while, but they started going away. That's um, awesome. And then I reached a point... Um, have you do you know anything about I mean, I know there's um, studies and people have talked about um, THC impeding REM. Yes. So um, that's actually funny that you mentioned that. So my mom actually called me about, I would say a year ago, and she was like, Darby, I am not doing this weed thing right. I smoke every night, but I get two to three hours of sleep and then I'm up and I can't sleep anymore. And I don't know what's going on. 
And so I started kind of looking into different products and doing a little research and diving into why THC does that. And you actually have two separate um, receptors. You have a CB1 and a CB2 receptor. And you have THC that affects one receptor. And then you have CBD, which is your non-psychoactive portion. And it's like very anti-inflammatory. People, you know, have probably seen it in their local gas station at this Mm -hmm. point. It's at Sprouts. It's everywhere. (laughs) everywhere. Um, But CBD is that component in cannabis that – um, affects your uh, REM sleep directly. THC affects the kind of like the psychosis state. So okay. you might get a little bit of like cool visual or maybe you just end up passing out because you're so stoned. <laughs> but it's interesting because uh, I was like – I started Googling why does your body wake up like yeah. three to four hours after passing out? And they did a study that found that your brain actually will wake itself up because it's not high anymore. So just like when you're, you know, awake and you're smoking, you know, three hours later, you're like, I want another joint. I want to smoke another bowl. And, um, you know, because that high effect is almost gone, that that psychoactive effect is almost gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the same thing when you're asleep. And so with um, CBD, you're able to channel further into that REM sleep. It helps that receptor kind of trigger for your brain to fully relax so Mm -hmm. you can get that full state of REM sleep. So I say if you have sleeping issues – Definitely, like, CBD edibles are – will be your best friend. Like, okay, cool. And I found that out because I had accidentally picked up a bunch of CBD edibles mm-hmm. um, from a dispensary, not realizing that they were CBD. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want these. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'll try them. So I went right before I went to sleep, and I got some of the best sleep I've gotten in a, in a long time. It's so interesting. I Because you, you see CBD everywhere, but it's mm-hmm. like – I'm not, like, going out to a dispensary to, like, look – for CBD to smoke. So okay. I, I didn't really know really what it was. It's like, don't get me wrong. I got CBD lube. I got CBD <laughs> lotion just because it has pot leaves on it. It's cute. Absolutely. But it's like, I don't, I don't really know, I, I guess all of the, the actual benefits of CBD. So that's, that is very interesting. I didn't realize that they worked on the different receptors. Yeah. They affect the body very uniquely and it's a super cool thing to see. Um, as far as like the mass produced CBD, mm-hmm. I always say um, it's better to go to like your local dispensary to get, you know, fully tested CBD mm-hmm. just because for a long time they didn't have a regulation on it. So mm-hmm. absolutely anybody could produce it. Yeah, and so there just sure. wasn't a whole lot. So like I had somebody come to a dispensary and they're like, I just bought this 4,000 milligram tincture and it doesn't do anything for me. And then I found out, well, CBD as a molecule, the way I describe it as a, you remember Red Rover when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. You'd all hold hands? Yep. So I describe a CBD molecule as lat. So okay. you got a bunch of tiny molecules all kind of holding hands together to make that little grain that's like the same size as a grain of salt or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you want to break mm-hmm. that molecule down because it's so big and it's so heavy. Sometimes your body can't break that down further. And so um, you can do something called a nanoparticulation, which I know is a huge word, but it's essentially just sending a sound wave in between the hands of those little molecules so they can act individually. It doesn't really change anything. It's just isolating the the people essentially or the little molecules to act individually. (laughs) Oh, my God. Bless you. Bless you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I feel like I got a dog hair stuck in my throat. I probably do. Oh, good Lord. It's those little corgi hairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They're everywhere. If I go and pat that couch when the sun's coming through in the evening, it's like, <sighs> there they go. <laughs> They're with me always, even inside my body. Probably 80% of my lungs are just dog hair. <laughs> but um, 
it is interesting about the CBD because I, I used to like before I was like super heavy drinking and all that stuff. I had very vivid, crazy dreams mm-hmm. all the time. And my brain is so weird. I don't even, <laughs> I don't know. It's like a Dr. Seuss book. Like I'm in there when I'm asleep. But when, when I started drinking, of course, it just became all of that creativity of my brain, but nightmare. And then Mm -hmm. I lost the dreams when I started smoking weed to sleep instead. Mm -hmm. So recently I started like not smoking weed or making sure that I wasn't high before I went to bed. Mm -hmm. So it's like just smoke, have dinner, then go to bed instead of like smoking right before bed. And I've started having like some little glimpses of dreams that I'm like, ah, I almost remember. Ah, fuck. I want to get there. So maybe CBD is the way to try. Yeah, no, definitely. I I always suggest CBD. Like I said, just make sure you get it from a good spot because I definitely hear of the, you know, people spend so much money on stuff that doesn't end up working for them. And a lot of it is just, you know, finding that good quality and finding a company that has a good process that has CBD that's broken down fine enough. And technically, if that CBD is broken down properly, you don't need to get the 4,000 milligram tinctures, no. you know, you could get the 1,000 or 2,000 milligrams. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, and just be fine. Or you can even get, they have um, gummies. Um, we produce a gummy, actually, a one-to-one gummy oh, okay. um, or a two-to-one gummy. So it'll have THC and CBD in it. So the THC kind of initially gives you that high to give you an initial relaxation. So people with anxiety or anything that's like a PTSD related where maybe THC does help them with a relaxation. Mm-hmm. And then while the CBD can kind of help carry out that sleep through oh, the night. So cool. having that synergy of the two is awesome too. Yeah, I never really understood what like the one to one or two to one or whatever even that I was just like it has both yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know that (laughs) and honestly the only difference is so like one to one is normally 10 milligrams of one thing 10 milligrams of you know another so it's normally CBD 10 milligrams THC 10 milligrams then you have your two to one and some um companies will do like 20 milligrams of CBD and they'll Mm. only do like five milligrams of THC. Mm. So then you kind of get different ratios that you can play around with. Um, Because I meet women and men all the time that are like super sensitive to THC. So even five milligrams, they're feeling fantastic, right? That is my friend. (laughs) (laughs) The one who wanted me to ask the question. (laughs) She she is so adorable. (laughs) I I brought her these uh, like a what are they, wild gummies or something just because they, mm-hmm. they tasted good. Yeah. Like their consistency reminded me more of the indica ones that yeah. you gave me, just a little, like, softer, like, mm-hmm. I brought her those. And, and they were they were only fives. She cuts them in half. I was like, you are adorable. <laughs> also, my boyfriend, same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love – I wish. I wish I was like that now. I know, right? You know? I'm just like, kind of like, I wouldn't have to – so damn much. Right? I'm like, God, my wallet would not go mainly to weed. <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. Well, what have been, like, some of, you know, your experiences as far as being in the adult industry? Do you feel like a lot of people smoke weed or do you feel like a lot of people don't? Yeah, I feel, yeah? Like, I feel like a lot of people do. There's actually a lot more um, – I don't – I'm not trying to like offend anyone, but when mm-hmm. I say sober, I mean sober from alcohol or right. like other drugs. Because for me, it's like that thing that I said. I don't really, I know that I know that weed is a drug, mm-hmm. but I don't really consider it a drug because it's kind of like, um, it's almost medical in, in the right. way that that it helps me versus even like other medication that I've taken in the past. Right, and. Um, so there's there's a lot more people who um, are sober from alcohol in the industry than people think, and there is a lot of trauma 
mm-hmm. um, within the industry, whether it's what got you into it in the first place and right. you came into it from your trauma, whether, you know, someone, someone put you into it to begin with, whether you mm-hmm. were traumatized in the industry itself. I mean, it does mm-hmm. happen and it, and it happens everywhere. It's not exclusive to the adult industry, but, but we have to be honest and say that mental health is um, something that has to be really, really watched and cared mm-hmm. for in this industry, especially because even just the the sheer fact that you're constantly being judged on basically your body. Mm-hmm. It's like you get picked apart for anything. Right. And the more that people watch, the more that they become fans, the more they feel like they own your body. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, and it's like they, they separate, you know, what they see from the actual person that's inside. Mm-hmm. And until you're able to find a healthier balance to have that own separation for yourself, you know, it's difficult to fall into that trap of just, oh yeah, I am a horrible person or I, or I do have to do these things and push myself to extremes that I don't want to because the fans need it and they, right. you know, and it's like, it's very easy to fall into vices and I am a victim of that. And, you know, it's something that I think weed is very beneficial. A lot of my friends do smoke it and friends who have also had substance abuse problems. I know some people are also into psychedelics and stuff, but I'm too scared of my own brain to go down that route yet. So, <laughs> but um, we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, another podcast. <laughs> oh, the shrooms for the first time. What? <laughs> I'll just be under this damn table. <laughs> not coming up or anything. But um, I, I think that it's a much I used to be terrified of smoking weed around other people mm-hmm. because I didn't really understand myself on weed because I didn't really understand how to even use it appropriately. Right. But now I found that it's such a better social lubricant than alcohol because mm-hmm. it's like everyone is just it's like it forces you. You're literally breathing it in. You have to take a deep breath. <sighs> And calm right. the fuck down. Like just the just the initial breathe in and breathe out. It's like meditating. It's relaxing. Yes. Yeah. And it's like I love to smoke weed and meditate. Are you kidding me? I love it. Oh, 100%. And I think that that's a much better way to really dive into someone and to create a connection with someone rather than just kind of all of this surface level stuff that I kind of feel of other drugs. I feel like uh, with other drugs, with alcohol, like things that I have tried, it's kind of like you're there but but you're not there it's almost like you're watching the situation you know it's like you're just a participant in what's happening mm-hmm. i don't know if that's the best way to describe almost like that out of body like you don't yes, really it's have almost, that control it's out of body it. and just and also in the same way where it's like even the next day it even more so feels like you're watching it because you don't you don't fully remember all of it right you know what i mean and with weed I can sit down with a friend with someone I don't know that well and I can just be like all right we both breathed now what do you want to talk about and and you're fully there you're invested with the people who are there because you've all calmed the fuck down you're not like you know I've never personally done coke but you're not coked out of your mind like you're not a psycho <laughs> like you're not you know drunk you know with your friends convincing you you know trying to convince you not to drive or just you know mm-hmm. fighting at a bar or any of the stuff you're just right. typically like in your home Chilling. in a friend's home like chilling somewhere and you're mm-hmm. just able to i it's like the conversations that i can have with myself when i'm high then suddenly i can have with the people around me where it's like it takes away the inhibition of like oh my god 
are they overthinking what I'm saying right now? I'm overthinking what I'm saying right now. Are they judging me? And it's, it's like, it's gone. It's just like, oh, we're all here. We're chilling. We're doing the same thing. We can all just talk to each other like people. And I always retain those conversations. Right. It's not like, oh, I wake up the next day after I smoke weed with a new friend. And I'm like, oh my God, what did I say? <laughs> like, you know, worrying that, you know, I gossiped about someone or said something I wasn't supposed to or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that's really beneficial. And I think it's a good alternative way to relax and decompress um, in a way that I don't really feel is as harmful to your body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, people can say, you know, oh, well, smoking is bad for you. It's like, yeah, but I mean, I, I vape nicotine too. So it's, it's not as bad as some things. And there's so many right. different ways to consume marijuana exactly. that it's like, you don't even have to smoke it. I just happen to have an oral fixation and I like to smoke. Okay. <laughs> I love that. No, yeah. And honestly, and I I tell everybody because, you know, I get people where they're like, I smoke weed and I get paranoid, you know, and they have that like adverse effect. And that's where it's so important to find that strain for yourself and be honest with your bud tenders and tell them like, hey, like I am prone to feeling this way. So can you give me something that might help? And that's a lot of the time what these bud tenders behind the counter of the dispensaries are trained to do, you know, mm-hmm. is give you that good information and be yeah. able to find you a good strain that's going to give you the effects you want. Because yeah. um, I like, I have a friend that cannot smoke sativas because it literally just makes her so paranoid and she hates the way she feels on it. But she'll take a indica, you know, all day long mm-hmm. and loves it because instead of it making her feel like she needs to sit down and not do anything, mm-hmm. she just gets that level headed. And for me, it's like I have anxiety. I've, I was diagnosed when I was a kid. Um, and over years, mm-hmm. I've learned to control it. And I've learned to have good remedies to calm my soul down. Mm-hmm. But having something like a good indica just really like streamlines that process. Like you said, that meditative inhalation and just, yeah. okay, everything's cool. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of the time, that's why people are so addicted to cigarettes for that same reason mm-hmm. is because it's like that moment they can get outside. Same. I got my little vape over there too. I know like, I'm no good. <laughs> fucking dragon over here just the whole time you're like damn i want mine (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so it's it was just like i did a uh, read a study actually about that that concept of when you're trying to get off of cigarettes or if you're trying to get yourself an alternative something like a hemp cigarette or something like a cannabis Mm -hmm. you know pre-roll or anything like that is such a good alternative because you're not going to be smoking those those tar like yeah and there's and there's so much in cigarettes that have nothing to do with tobacco. So yes, like, there's so you know. many additives. And with cannabis, it's so streamlined. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had It's a, like, here's from the plant, that's what's in here. Right. That's it. <laughs> like. There's no, there's nothing else. <laughs> the only thing that could ever be in your flower, and I always say, you know, be careful, um, you know, buying from people you don't know or anything like mm-hmm. that, especially on the black market, because... But all just, of you people in the illegal states, <laughs> the illegal states, be careful know who's selling you your weed yes always know and i always say that because like i have heard of people that have smoked like a moldy plant you know mm-hmm. and they didn't realize it now they have like almost like pneumonia like symptoms mm-hmm. and so it's like you know your your risk of that is low you at, know essentially at point, but at this point if someone gives me marijuana and it's not sealed like i don't want it mm-hmm. because i've i had an experience where um certain someone laced my joint because I had never had a reaction like that to weed before and Mm -hmm. it was the worst experience of my life I thought I was dying for like nine hours 
there was something in there mm-hmm. and it was not supposed to be in there. Right. And so now it's just like, I, I guess I give a shit enough about myself now <laughs> to make sure <laughs> that I'm doing things that are appropriate and the way they're supposed to be done and all this. But as, as far as like, um, even that, you know, oh, I can't smoke sativa for this or the other. I've even had, I had a huge period where I thought that I couldn't smoke indica mm-hmm. because I had one paranoid event on indica. But when I looked back on it, you know, rationally, after I wasn't also drinking anymore, I was like, oh, wait, like I was already freaked out before I smoked the weed. So mm-hmm. obviously it just, it just amplified, amplified it. It just yeah. made it a million times worse, yeah. you know? Not not the same incident as, you know, the worst time ever, but <laughs> it was it was just a lot of a lot of weird paranoia like out yeah. of nowhere. I just I, I had it in my head for some reason and it's probably because with I was I was with my, my now boyfriend at the time and he was so pretty and I was like, I don't know why you're with me right now. <laughs> you are beautiful. <laughs> and I just flipped out for some reason I had it in my head that I was going to vomit all over him. I didn't feel like I had to vomit. My brain was just like, you're going to puke on him. And it oh, just man. kept saying that in my brain to the point where I'm like, ah, what if it happens? Oh, no. It just became this like little shriveled mess like in the bed. And he's like, I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> I don't want to tell him I'm afraid I'm going to puke on you because then obviously he's going to think I'm actually going to puke on him, which might make me puke on him. <laughs> it was so crazy up in there. <laughs> But then when I took a step back, I was like, all right, so I'm going to go into this just knowing that no matter, like, I feel like when you can get to the point, even if you get to a point of like freaking out, for Mm -hmm. instance, if I take a minute and I go and I look at myself in the mirror, I'm just like, you're fine. This will pass. I like out loud say stuff like that to Mm -hmm. myself, like this will be okay. You'll be fine. And it's like, the more you say it, then you're just like, oh, oh yeah, it's fine. It was, it was just peeking, you know? (laughs) Right, right. It's not a thing. Yeah, no. And I think, uh, you know, like I said, it's like you have, you have your sensitivity to terpenes. You have everybody that reacts uniquely. And mm-hmm. so it's like that's that's what's so fun about cannabis, though. It's like There's such variety even within so much. just, you know, sativa, indica hybrid. There's so much variance between mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, like my friend's grandma, like she'll probably never touch a joint in her whole life, but she loves her creams and she'll use those creams all day long and she loves her bath soaks and yeah. she, you know, she loves all those little cosmetic things. So I always say, you know, there's a product in there that can either substitute something in your medicine cabinet, create a relaxing environment for you, or yeah. just help you relax at the end of your day or at the beginning of your day. I don't think my mom would even use CBD. <laughs> <laughs> it's the devil's lettuce. I know. I'm like, man, I hope, I hope there becomes more accessibility to information about this, you know, mm-hmm. like just in general, just being able to Google something and get legible information on there and not have to filter through a million forums in order yeah. to get that. And and it's also one of those things that if you're looking for the answer that you want, you can Google it. Because mm-hmm. it's like for someone saying that marijuana is good, it's, oh, here's all these doctors who say it's bad. And here's all this research that says it's good. And here's the research that says it's bad. And it's like, right. and it's like that with almost anything that you mm-hmm. could look up, it's like, where is the real information? How do you source the best information? And it's like you have to go across so many different platforms of information to kind of get the truth to filter from little it. little nuggets. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, this kind of lines up with all of these. And it's like 
but is this still real? I don't know. <laughs> well, something that I found out that I kind of felt like I got like an ends on information a couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, there was a guy that came up to a booth I was working at and he said, you know, you should use Google Scholar because that uh, forum kind of area of Google really isolates all the studies that have really been done about cannabis. Really? So you can kind of go onto Google Scholar and just search different things and you can pull up benefits on terpenes, benefits on THC. And it kind of dives into a little bit more of like, hey, like this was actually done like six, seven years ago. And you're like, damn, like I had no idea like that was even happening. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And a lot of these studies were done privately through colleges because I think that that's like their leeway on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's I mean, it's super interesting. So like I know that that's a good spot. And then I actually just recently picked up a book. It's called The Evolution of Cannabis. And there's actually a doctor that wrote this whole book. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of had his own studies that he was able to delegate. And he wrote like an entire like 12, 13 chapter book. And it's got all of these key points in it. So it's got like cannabis and diabetes, which I never thought about. And, And it's like... So, for example, a diabetic patient maybe eats an edible that gives them the munchies, and then they sit there and they're not focusing on, like, their insulin levels type of thing, mm-hmm. so you can have issues there. But this book really breaks it down, so you can almost find any field in there. I mean, they have, like, a whole area just for mental disorders, which I oh, thought wow. was really cool. Yeah, that's very cool. certain ones, you know, don't really mesh well with THC. Mm-hmm. And so for stuff like that, we suggest, you know, going into CBD or other different areas of cannabis if it is something you want to try out because it has other fields for it and has plenty of other things that work. SD card is full on the wide cam. That's fine. (laughs) Actually, how long have we been? Is there anything else that you would like to bring up or discuss? Any big... Yes, upcoming so, projects for Cannavative. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually just partnered with um, this woman. Her name is Jane West. Um, she has a master's degree in social work. Um, she's an incredible woman. She actually started this organization called Women's Grow um, after throwing little cannabis events. She ended up getting caught up. She got arrested. Um, and after that point, a f- influx of women and men were like, how are you doing this? What is going on? You know, like, how are you able to create this environment for people to just enjoy cannabis when it's such a taboo field and nobody wants to touch you and you want to have an event here, but you want to smoke weed here? Absolutely not. You know, yeah. like they're very quick to shut that conversation down. Um, and so they, like the industry was like, okay, what, what's your secret here? Yeah. So she's really dedicated a lot of time to the industry and just really put herself out there to help the community of people that really have made this industry what it is. Um, so we're really honored to be, um, working with her. She just That's came really out cool. with the, these awesome little chillums, um, which if you don't know what a chillum is, it's like a little one hitter. It's normally in the shape of like a cigarette as far as just like the general structure of it. Mm-hmm. These ones are actually made with a medical grade glass. Um, oh. so they are pretty thick and so they don't break super easy, That's which I cool. love. I like the glass. Yeah. So it kind of creates a sleek look to it. She's also very feminine. So she likes to have kind of like a nice feminine twist on things. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we'll have an indica and a sativa. We're actually putting our motivator mix in there, which our motivators are straight whole bud flower and our honeycomb concentrate that I was kind of showing you guys earlier. And honeycomb's just a, about 50 to 75% THC or 80% THC on average um, concentrate that you get from cannabis and it's drier so you can mix it with flour we put it in motivators which is a full gram pre-roll now they'll be in a nice accessible chillum that you can just grab and go that's super exciting. so yeah so we're pretty excited about that but that's kind of what we got coming down the pipeline within the next few months so definitely if you're in nevada keep an eye out for the jane west chillums as they're going to be making a nice debut that's awesome um is is there um uh 
Now, I don't know as far as like selling across state lines. That's not a thing that you guys can do, right? Not at the moment, no. Um, we are working to expand our company into other states, but right now everything that we produce is pretty much sold here in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are active in just about every dispensary from here to Reno and mm-hmm. Laughlin as well, cool. um, all the way up into Mesquite. So oh, wow. if anybody's – Yeah, I was going to say, so if anybody's interested in your, you know, even – just visiting and want to try something out, you can pretty much find our brand everywhere. Yeah, um, I definitely, definitely recommend it. It's very good. It's it's my favorite. They're not paying me to say this. It's just my favorite. I was so <laughs> honored when they reached out to to talk to me in the first place, like to have that meeting with you. I was just like, oh, I'm so nervous. Well, we had seen that you were a fan of our products and we were like, oh my God, like she seems so awesome. And I, I love, <laughs> yeah, we just loved like how much you loved our brand. And so, you know, same thing with us. We were just excited to, you know, have somebody that had the amazing feedback that you had for our company and just, yeah, you know. Really awesome. And it's, it's so interesting to learn about this and to, to keep learning. It's like, I don't know very many things. And so I like people who know things to teach me things. It's nice. It's like, I didn't even know. I thought I didn't know about terpenes. Oh, about any of it, huh? No. Yeah, no, there's a lot to cannabis. I I was actually, I was actually just, I I just released another episode. I believe it was with uh, Lexi. I'm sure you guys listened to it. And I was talking about how there's too many choices. And I, I purposefully avoid going to dispensaries and I just basically order motivator to my house because it's like <laughs> when they when the bud tender starts getting all like, what kind of, you know, hi are you trying to get? I'm like, just hi. hi. Just <laughs> get me there, you know? Like, I don't remember what I called terpenes, but it wasn't terpenes. I was making up words. I'm like, I don't know what these are. It's like, because they're not real. I don't know what it no yeah they're literally they are they are what give cannabis its flavor its effects i always tell people like if you want something that makes you feel more uplifted go in and say you just want sativa dominant terpenes Mm -hmm. and your bartender will always find you something good oh that's so cool yeah well now i now i know now you're in the know i have to go be a weed (laughs) snob now you know just be like oh my terpenes you're going in you're like we're talking terps today we're talking terps today (laughs) like what are you talking about Is this how you talk to people? It's <laughs> oh, well, too funny. It was a pleasure having you on. Um, and where can they follow you guys on on the social? So we've got um, our social media. We have Cannavative. We have our um, YouTube as well, which has a podcast um, that just kind of goes into cool new things in the Nevada industry. Oh, cool. Um, we also have our LinkedIn that you can check us out. We have a Facebook, all Cannavative. Um, I believe it's Cannavative Group. And then you can find where to find us within dispensaries if you go to cannavativegroup.com. Cool. Um, we actually have a whole list of dispensaries you can find us in. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, give them a follow. They're awesome. And they need help on social media because, you know, social media doesn't like them. So I know. We support, get flagged. Support porn. <laughs> support weed. Follow both of us. Fuck it. Absolutely. Do and if have- you guys ever have any questions, too, my personal one is Darbalish. You can message right. me anytime with questions about cannabis or anything related to it. Um, She's very knowledgeable, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, we really appreciate the opportunity to come on here. So thank you so much for having us, Molly. You have any final words, something for them to chew on? Um, learn, learn about your cannabis. I would say just dive in, like take, take some time like this week and just, just research something. I promise you it will blow your mind. There's so many aspects to this plant that are so interesting and maybe it can help you out someday or help out somebody you care about. And now you can give them a dose of knowledge on something. So I love that. 
Look at you. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to, I don't know, like it, download, follow, subscribe, tell a friend, <laughs> tell your grandma. I don't know. Deuces. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>